Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I've gone from being in complete overwhelm, burning the candle at both ends, and watching my health, relationships, and business suffer, to creating a life with more joy, ease, and abundance. If you're ready to let go of the overwhelm, reclaim your health, and push past your comfort zone so that you can unleash your next level of success to create a greater impact, then sit back as we delve into conversations as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend, and happy new year. Happy 2024. I am so excited to have this episode out for you. I have been waiting for 2024. I've been so excited. And not that I wish time away at all. 2023 was a beautiful year. And, you know, as I say that, (laughs) I just off the top of my mind, I'm thinking of this person who literally just commented on a post that I did because I put about how good 2023 is. And they said, oh, I'm so surprised you're one of the few people I know that had a good year. Like, oh my goodness. Look, friends, a year is a long time. You better believe within the year, there was heartache. There was loss. There was difficult to my knees crying moments. That's the human experience. And I think to get through a full year and not have anything like that is a blessing. And it's, I well, is it a blessing? I don't know. That's probably like the wrong choice of words because we learn through so much through those moments as well. But it's just the human experience. And so I guess that's just a little warning that if you're on social media and you're seeing that everyone had the most amazing 2023 and all the highlights, know that it's okay for to celebrate, for people to celebrate their own highlights, for you to celebrate yours, even if they were maybe a little harder to find this year, or maybe they weren't, but that's okay too. But that is just one part of the picture. And, you know, I don't know about you, but if you're listening to this and you find the holidays hard, like triggering, emotionally, really difficult, um, I do. I really do. And so I actually stayed off of social media until the new years. I was on like for a minute here and there to check on messages from friends um, overseas and things like that, but very rare. On, and on the 24th and 25th, I wasn't on it at all. I was just very present with my family because I do find, you know, the photos of the matching pajamas and the this and the that, like I find those really difficult to see. And I'm just being honest with you because it's okay to feel happy for other people and also protect your own mental health. I love that people celebrate times of joy. And just because it's triggering me in some way doesn't mean that people shouldn't celebrate that. They absolutely 100% should. And so I just want to put that out there because again, sometimes the world of social media or just content creators put out like all the wonderful, perfect, beautiful things. And you think that no one has any problems. And that is not true. That is not a human experience, (laughs) but I am thrilled for 2024. I love, I love the new year. I always have. It's, it always feels exciting for me, no matter what phase of life I'm in. It, it's, it feels like a fresh start. And I know not everyone feels that way, but I really do enjoy that. And so a few, I want to share with you something that I find has been really powerful for me and even more powerful than goal setting. Not that goal setting is not important. And I will share a few goals with you and 
and talk to you about how I find my goal setting has evolved over the years and how I feel it's become more effective and has allowed me to create the life that I desired over the last few years in particular. Um, so I'm going to share that with you as well. So stick around for that. But there's one thing that is even more powerful. My friend, Michelle, once posted, this was a few years ago now, she posted about choosing a word that will be your theme for the year, like one word. And I remember that kind of stuck with me. And one year I did it and um, I don't know that it, that I did a whole lot with it. I don't know that I realized the power of it until I needed it. And now I do it every year and it really, I do bring up this word throughout the year regularly. It kind of becomes part of my the way I filter things that are happening and how I make decisions. So for example, I'm going to share some of the words that I have shared, that I have chosen in the past. Then I'll share with you the word that I chose to, for this year, for 2024. And I want to do that because hopefully it will inspire you to think of something that is going to be good for you if you choose to do this as well. In 2020, 2021, I have shared this, that I went through a really difficult divorce and I've never really shared personally the details of it and, and won't because it's, again, that's our personal life, but it's also not something that I can hide. But the one thing about that was that it was excruciating for me and it wasn't something that I had desired to happen. And so I felt like I had no control in it and it led me to make decisions to move cities, to move closer to family. And it was a lot of change for me out of nowhere. And so it was just a dark time, those really difficult times. And I remember that following year, because this was in September, 2020, that it all kind of happened and I moved. And then 2021, I chose that first word the first time that it worked. And the word that year for me was gratitude. And I actually got this, that idea from Dave Hollis. And I don't know if you know Dave Hollis, but Dave Hollis uh, was a big, big presence on social media. He's, he was married to Rachel Hollis, um, who is just a big social media influencer and has her own podcasts and all the things. And he, they went through a divorce and I got the impression that it wasn't really his decision either. And he was in a lot of pain over it. And one day he shared how he was forcing himself to write all the reasons he was grateful for his divorce. And I thought, what, what on earth? How would you even do that? Especially when you're not the one that wanted it. And then in that moment I thought, oh, I see this, I see the power in this. And so that year I decided to start to look for gratitude, gratitude in everything, the littlest things. And it meant it was still a really challenging year, but I was, it would bring me to the present moment and it helped me a lot. And I started looking for, again, for gratitude in that divorce and the things that it allowed me to do and the, the decisions I could then make for myself, regardless if it was where I had seen myself, but I wasn't going to change the situation. And so that year, that word was powerful. And it it did. I remember so often when I was really, really down, I'd be like, okay, gratitude, like today is a hard one. What can I authentically and truly be grateful for? And so that got me through that year. Last year, I'm not going to go through all of them. So I'll go through last year's though, because last year's was a really fun one. Last year, I started to definitely feel a lot 
more like myself. I started to really get the, my, I, my creativeness started going again. I started connecting with women online to coach them and do group coaching. And it was just like, I was getting my, I was getting my joy back. That wasn't why I I didn't have my joy back when I chose the work, the word, because that was in January and this happened throughout the year. But the word was joy. And I decided that everything I did in that year, that was going to be my question. Is this bringing me joy or is this not? So that was part of it too, is saying things, saying no to things that didn't bring me joy. Now, look, obviously not every single thing we're going to do is going to, we're going to be able to say no to or bring joy. But for the most part, it really impacted my decisions, even to the point where I remember I wanted to buy a paddleboard and I was literally talking myself out of it because I was also going on um, back to Europe, to London to see friends. And my father lives in Portugal. So I, I do my best to get there every year since, since COVID. And so that was going to be an expense. And I thought, Oh no, I'm not going to get the paddleboard. And then I remembered the word joy. It's like, will this bring me joy? Is this something that I'm going to, is it going to bring me joy often? And the answer was yes. And I have to say that that purchase brought me beyond joy. It really helped me to just connect to nature again. It helped me to see the world in a different way. It helped me to feel more. It helped me to connect with myself more. Um, It gave me the independence to be able to go out and be in nature by myself, which I think is super empowering, but I'm so scared to go on hikes and things by myself because of bears. (laughs) But this allowed me to go out to the lake and I don't know, it was just incredible, but that's just one small example. I did that with so many things throughout the year and asked, even through my business, it was such a filter. As I created, I decided I was going to create these, this program, Simply Strong, and I was going to do three beta groups, which was a hard thing for me to do because usually when I launch things, I want to launch them full force and that's it and that's what I'm doing. And this time I thought, no, I'm going to create a, a beta group for six weeks. Then I'll take some time or reflect, improve it and do that three times until the program was exactly how I felt it was going to be effective and a great experience for everyone. And, and as I was putting together the program, I asked myself, is this bringing me joy? And that, what that did is it kept me from overcomplicating the program. And that's something that I just, you know, I often do that. And I think many of us do is we complicate things that don't need to be complicated. And when things become complicated, then they become less joyful. And that's why like I've so much of my theme has been with the new branding has been simply strong, a new program I have as well as um, simply, simply macros. And it's all about simplicity. So not only simplicity for my clients and the women that are doing the programs, but also simplicity on my end of things. And so joy really became the filter in which I made those decisions. And so it was a powerful word. And so I'm grateful for that one because as I go into 2024, I don't feel like I'm just dropping that word and then that's it. I feel like and that's it. I feel like that's kind of ingrained in me now. My word for this year is da, 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 drum roll connection. It's connection. And it's interesting because 
I don't know why this is coming to me, but it is. And the reason I feel this word's come to me is because as I was wishing people a happy new year, you know how you start a few days before and you're messaging people. I kept saying to them, I wish you health, joy, and deep connection with the people around you and with your friends. And I thought, that's weird. Why why am I writing that? Where's that coming from? But I did that to a few people. And so when I when it came time to think of my word, connection just felt so right for me. And so as I think of connection, I think of connection with relationships, with all sorts of different relationships within my life, but I want to be more connected. And by that, I mean putting down my phone when I'm speaking to someone and not half listening, but fully listening. I mean, asking deeper questions of people so that I can get to know them really well and and connect on a deeper level beyond the just the kind of small talk. But also being proactive in the sense of creating opportunity for connection and not just being like a just kind of hoping that it comes to me, but really starting to reflect on relationships and whether that's romantic relationships or relationships with with girlfriends because women need each other. We're so social and I think that's the one thing that's really coming out. And so do men. Absolutely so do men. They need their guy friends and people humans just need humans. Like people are not meant to be alone so much. And I find that of course the pandemic really brought this out, but I think even before that in the Western world, we've, we've become so disconnected in so many ways. And I see people being really lonely. They don't have much of a social circle anymore. And I do think this has a lot to do with social media and that whole kind of boss babe era. And, you know, you could do it yourself and you don't need anyone. And it's just like, do what's best for you. (laughs) I mean, I don't think we're meant to just be selfish all the time. Sometimes we are meant to do things for other people, even when it, when maybe it's not the best for us in the moment. Now, if you do that over and over, of course, that's not going to be good because you have to take care of yourself as well. But there is a time where sometimes we have to say, look, like, yeah, right now I need to put myself like what I need so that I can help serve this person. And again, it's true. There's balance in that. When we do that so often that we lose ourselves, that isn't good either. But I think sometimes we take things to such an extreme and we've ended up in this place where they're just, I see it. I see it in all sorts of people, like women, men, myself even, like just not having those deep connections. So that is my desire is connection. And then also connecting people. So there's another part to this word connection. I have always loved connecting people, connecting people to other people that if I feel that they could be a good fit in terms of whether it could be business or connecting someone to a naturopath that I love or a massage therapist or just someone that's going to help someone better their lives or or it could be anything, but I love connecting people to other people, to ideas, to information, to opportunities. Like I just love that. And so actually in that, um, actually that 
segues perfectly into the podcast because I will be back at weekly podcasting. I'm so excited to be at a point where I can bring back the podcast every week. Uh, Last year, 2023, I made the conscious decision to podcast every other week. And that was a difficult decision for me, but that was just because I was working on a major project. Nothing that, again, I'm going to be making an announcement over because the project was something personal, but it was really important. It was going to have a very positive impact on my life. And I knew that 2023 was the year I was going to do it and that it was going to take a lot of focus and a lot of time. And I am beyond those years of wanting to do everything and burnout and all the things. So podcasting brings me joy. So I knew I was going to keep podcasting because not doing it would not bring me joy. But I knew that to do it every week was too much pressure and I couldn't handle the project and weekly podcast and running beta groups. So that was the decision I made last year. But now we're back. I was really excited for 2024 because of that because I love weekly podcasting. So that's the word is connection. So I feel like that is such so powerful to choose a word. So if this is speaking to you, I know I shared about me and the reason I've chosen these words, but really I don't want it to be about me. It's about giving you the idea and the concept around it and why it really can work and how powerful it can be. So if you're thinking of your word as I'm speaking, take some time, reflect on it, sit on it. And when you'll know when it feels right. And when it feels right, I want you to put it out on social media, put it on Instagram, tag me. I want to know your words, share it. I only share mine. I put it out, put it out in the universe. There's some things I believe we shouldn't put out there. Sometimes there's goals that I think we really should keep to ourselves. We don't need to share everything, but there is something powerful as well in sharing. And I feel like sharing the one word, you don't need to explain it to anyone, but I feel like it's, it's a powerful energy to put out there. So share the word, tag me at Rockafit, um, R-O-C-O-F-I-T. Okay. So let's talk about goals, setting goals, because setting goals is powerful. It really is the second part to the word. I would say the word is like the theme for the year, but setting specific goals is important. I'm not going to go into too many. I'll, I'll share a little bit of my, health goal. And I've already shared my podcast goal, which is going to be weekly. But what I do is I no longer set goals where, for example, health, I don't set a goal saying, oh, I want to, um, I don't know, be able to do 10 pull-ups or I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to be more flexible. Like I don't set those kind of goals anymore, those outcomes. The reason being, I've just, I feel like I did that for years and years and years. And then I'd always be so disappointed when they didn't happen. And that could have been in business, getting to a certain number or whatever it is. And then that outcome doesn't happen. And you think, oh, well that didn't work. What was the point? And so I've stopped those kind of goals. The goals that I set now are very specific and focused on action. And then the outcome will just be like the cherry on top. Like the outcome will happen. If you do the action, the outcome will happen, even if we don't necessarily know the outcome. So for example, if your goal is weight loss, it's not mine. I will share what mine is, but say your goal is weight loss. Rather than saying, I want to lose 10 pounds, write down, I will go to the gym Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, uh, like 
from this time to this time, or I will walk every day this year and I will make sure I get between 5,000 and 10,000 steps every single day. And you're going to give yourself a little bit of an allowance. Like if you miss a day here or there, it's not going to derail you. You know that perfection doesn't exist, but by setting that goal, you're going to likely achieve that about 90% of the time. Or you can allow yourself, you're going to say, okay, within the year, I'm going to give myself 10 days where I don't meet that, but I'm going to meet it on the other days. So you've got to decide what it is for you. But if you're setting those steps for weight loss, you may lose more than 10 pounds. You may lose only five pounds, but have lost inches and look incredible and feel so great and your energy is amazing. And so, like I said, to say I'm going to lose 10 pounds isn't, isn't a great goal that we're in control of because maybe you're putting on muscle. And so 10 pounds really is meaningless, but the action is powerful. So for me, I'm setting, I really, this year, my goal is working on mobility. I said this all last year and I never did it, but my mobility, like mobility, flexibility is just not optimal at all. And I know as we age, keeping that mobility is so important. So I, I want to make this a practice. I want this to become part of my daily routine for years to come. So this year that is going to be my focus. And so I'm setting myself the goal of working on my mobility five days a week from 10 minutes to a half an hour, 10 minutes to a half an hour. So my goal is I would like to do half an hour all the time, but I know that there's going to be those days where I only get to 10 minutes because I'm tired or because I'm busy or whatever, whatever happens that day. And so by setting myself the range rather than an absolute, I'm not going to derail myself and feel disappointed on the days where I only do 10 minutes. Now let's say that I only do 10 minutes for a whole year and I never did the half hour and I only worked within that, I, the bottom part of that range, would I still get incredible results? Yes absolutely 100%. If I did mobility work every day for 10 minutes or even five times a week for 10 minutes, I will 100% make an improvement. And so ask yourself when you look at the action steps, if I commit to this action, will there be a result? And if the answer is yes, then set what that action is and and stick to it rather than focusing so much on the outcome. My other goal is improving my sleep. Now, I don't feel like I get terrible sleep, but I'm also not tracking my sleep. And sometimes we think we're getting great sleep when we're not. And I don't think I'm getting great sleep because I, this is like confession time. There's a habit that I've not been able to break since my divorce. Because when I was married, this never happened. We were very, very good at keeping our phones out of the room. But it was a habit that I started when I was so down and it's been a hard one to crack. And I'll go through like little phases where I don't, where I be better with it, but I haven't been able to crack that. And so my goal in order to improve my sleep is to stop with my phone. So my phone is going to be in another room. I've got myself an old school alarm clock. And so there's no more excuses, but will my sleep improve if I focus on that one 
have it? And the answer is yes, absolutely it will. And so that's what I wanted to share with you in goal setting. When you're looking at the different areas, so I've set goals for myself when it comes to um, health, when it comes to business, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to finances, and when it comes to adventure and travel, that's always a category for me as well. And so within there, I've set action steps for each one. And so I hope that that helps you to also reflect if you've already set your goals that's amazing if this helps you to tweak it for the better in some way that's great too I love hearing what people do as well because that's how I get ideas I never would have had the idea of setting a word if I if Michelle hadn't shared that so I love listening to what people do and what really works for them and so my friend like I said I am back to weekly podcasting in the name of connection (laughs) and I'm looking for 20 looking so forward to 2024 and us connecting more on here. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode. I have incredible interviews coming for you. They're all waiting. I've already pre-recorded many, um, several podcasts. So to ensure that we keep this weekly podcast going and that I bring you tons of value. So some will be solo episodes like this one, and many will also be interviews where I invite guests that I think will help you in some way. All right, my friends, have a beautiful start to 2024. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.